Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is, once again, nobody all alone in the SEN studio here, except for Chris behind the glass, who points and yells at me. But I am joined on the phone by my co-host, James Arthur. Aloha. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm doing very well, buddy. Today we're going to get into the newsroom, take a look at all uh, of the games that jump out at us. We'll take jump into Chris's betting quarter again. I didn't have a great week. Uh, and we'll also take a look at some of the upcoming games. It's our 15th podcast. Mate, how is sunny Hawaii? Oh, I can't complain, mate. It's, uh, it's pretty relaxing. I've got one more day left of holidays and then I'm back to reality, so I'm just trying to enjoy it. Back to the real world. Let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Now, James, two weeks in a row I've had to put you on suicide watch as Tony Romo suffers a fractured collarbone. Yeah, look, it's, um, it was tough to watch, especially you know, in the context of the season going into Philadelphia and beating them um, to, you know, to, to be 2-0 which should be really the, the, the talk of the town, having a win like that. But the talk is that Romo, uh, he'll, miss, he'll miss eight weeks. He's gone on to IR, um, which means he has to miss up to eight weeks. So, look, it's, it's a real shame because the Cowboys were really looking the goods and he was playing outstanding. So, you know, on, on we move to, to the next obstacle. And uh, he has been put on the... Injured reserve designated to return list, which means he can return week 11 against the Miami Dolphins. Um, yeah, and there's, there's one bye week in there, so he'll miss seven games if he returns to that game. Yeah, and it's interesting they used that on Romo rather than on Dez last week because you only get one of those slots. So they must feel yeah, that they're going to get I, Dez back quick. Well, they just don't know. With a foot injury... And, and, you know, the, the hard part is it's, it's a similar injury to what Roddy White suffered last year. So I just don't think they know his timeline. I think it's really going to be, depending on the person, how hard he's going to work to get back, which if anyone knows what Des Bryant's like, I think he'll, he'll be pushing pretty hard to get back. Um, so I think that's why they've gone. They also made recently a trade for Matt Cassell from, from the Bills. I saw so that one as well. That- how do you feel about that? Well, it's, they're obviously not confident in Brandon Whedon. I saw a, a stat earlier today that Brandon Whedon has the worst quarterback rating since he entered the NFL, which was four years ago, um, which is, is not good. So I think what they've bought him in for is Max sells a, you know, he's known now as a, as a game manager. So if, it, if, the, if the ship starts to sink with Whedon, they have another option because they don't have another quarterback on their roster other than Whedon, so they needed one. 
Um, my understanding was they did sign uh, more from your practice squad as well. I haven't seen that. I thought they might have, but I wasn't. I wasn't aware that he was able to be on the practice squad. I thought he was too old. So, but if that's the case, then yeah, they're, they're probably going to look at their options and and cut one of them. Although Whedon didn't look terrible uh, late in that game, he, he threw a really good touchdown pass to to Terence um, to Terence Williams, but. That was on the big money man, the, the big money corner from Seattle, who's just getting burned every week. Um, and he was wide open, Terence Williams. So I, 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 don't, I don't know what to make of it, and only time's going to be able to tell. But from what I've seen, the defense has really picked up. Sean Lee's made a huge difference to that defense. They're going to get Greg Hardy back and, and, and McLean, in, a middle linebacker. So if they can just hold on for a few weeks, maybe split the games that uh, Romo's out for, then they've still got a good chance. Kellen Moore was signed to the active roster on September 22nd, so they did have that extra depth. I agree with you, though. You've pretty much almost got a three-game lead on the on the Eagles, thanks to the win and the fact they haven't won yep. any games. Um, yep. So I don't think it's the end of the world for the Cowboys, uh, but I do feel better about leaving them out of the playoffs in our early uh, in our early predictions. Uh, next one, Ryan Fitzpatrick will remain the starting quarterback for the Jets once Geno Smith is healthy enough to re-enter the playing pitcher. Right decision? Uh, well, of course it's the right decision. He's playing really well at the moment, but if if I'm a Jets fan, I wouldn't be getting too excited that he that he's the answer. We've seen him do this in a few places where he starts off really well, and then what will happen is teams will start to scout him more, and then he struggles um, the real story over there is how well Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker are playing, and in, in my personal opinion, I think that they're making a huge difference. Yeah, Marshall's so, looking yeah. awesome. Decker got a bit nicked up last week, but they think he'll be right to play. An interesting one, I just quickly looked up uh, Fitzpatrick's um, QBR. He's eighth in the league at the moment. It, he is playing really well, and there's no doubt about that. But if, if you remember, he started in a lot of places and played really well to begin with and kind of died late. And then the wheels um, come off. Yeah, I, I just I think it's definitely the right decision for now. You, you stick with the guy who's playing well. You don't just bench him because he's, cause he, you know, for the sake of it. Um, and Geno Smith isn't really a proven um, competent starter, so there's no reason to, to bring him in. Um, I think Geno Smith is sitting there thinking he'd be, be pretty bitter right now about that guy who punched him in the face. Well, it's probably the, it's a, been a blessing in disguise for the Jets because I don't rate Geno. I'm pretty sure you don't either. Um, no. Yeah. So the fact he got punched in the face and had his jaw broken for him, one, it made for some great fantasy names for fantasy teams this year. But two, yeah. he's, you know, he's just not very good and... Yeah, it gave not that Fitzpatrick is a world beater, but that defense is awesome, and yeah. all he has to do is not be terrible, and they're going to win more games than they lose this year. Well, you mentioned you did mention Eric Decker as well. He has avoided um, a really bad knee injury. He had an MRI um, that's basically come back pretty clear. It's just going to be a strain, so he might only be out a couple of weeks, and then that tandem can keep going. It looks really good, and I'm. I'm... It's good to see Eric Decker actually, you know, getting somewhere because last season he was the only target in at, at New York, so they, they absolutely smothered him the defenses. Uh, he, he's copped a lot of flack for, you know, for, for not being that good without Peyton Manning throwing yeah. the ball, and I actually think he's a pretty good receiver. So hopefully he gets that knee right and he can continue on with his great season. Now, how much of the Monday night game did you catch this week, mate? 
Uh, I, I didn't get a lot of it because I was, I was on a plane, but I did see some. I saw the Jets won, which was surprising. Well, here's the most interesting thing. Post-game, Chuck Pagano's quote about Luck having a bad offensive line for the past three seasons. It was pretty much a direct shot at general manager uh, Ryan Grigson, who also won't extend Pagano's contract. Um, it's all got a bit ugly in the last day or so since that's kind of blown up a little bit. Um like this isn't news. That O line is awful. Well, it's it's what we said in the preseason ratings. They have a a subpar defensive line and a subpar offensive line, and you you can't get by with it without it in the NFL. Um, I still think the Colts will make, which we'll get to soon. But I, I still think they'll make the playoffs. What I want to know is, at some point, there needs to be some blame put onto Andrew Luck. In the past two seasons, so in 2014 and 2015. He has the most turnovers in the NFL. He's also the second a, most beaten up. He's taken the second is. most amount of hits out of any quarterback. The only person who has had more than him is Russell Wilson, but every time he runs with the ball, that counts as some sort of contact, and Luck doesn't carry it like he does. No, he doesn't. But still, there needs to be some sort of... Um, what's the word? There needs to be some sort of blame put on Luck as well. Because well, he's not playing well, and he didn't play well on the weekend. Let me throw um, this stat at you. isn't good, but as, as we said last week, maybe instead of bringing in guys like Frank Gore and, and Andre Johnson, they should have been bringing in O-linemen, you know, yeah. guys to solidify that O-line, because it's been bad. It has been bad for a few years. So, you know, maybe Chuck Pagano's line isn't that off-base. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably get him fired, but it's still accurate. Andrew Luck, 30th in QBR from ESPN with a number of 28.5. Now, that means nothing until I put it into context until your number one is Ben Roethlisberger with 95.7. He is way off this year. He is. He's not playing well, and I know we had him up there for a, you know, I don't think I put him as MVP because I put Sammy Bradford, and I'm still standing by it, but I think you, (laughs) did you have him as MVP? Um, No, I think uh, Matty did. I had... um, Rogers, but if you want to know where uh, Bradford is in the QBR, mate, he's last. No, that's okay. He'll bounce back. You know, it's, it's all about those Eagles. They're such a great football team. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, coming up next, the week two wrap. This is Tom Hornsey, and you're listening to the SEN NFL podcast. Now, James, bad teams winning. Can I throw some uh, some numbers at you? The Cleveland Browns win 28-14 over the Titans. My crappy Buccaneers win 26-19 over the Saints. The Jags win 23-20 over the Dolphins. The Raiders win 37-33 over the Ravens. Sorry, the Raiders won over the Ravens. And the Washington professional football team win 24-10 over the Rams. That is the five teams with the first five picks in the NFL draft. What is going on? Wow. Uh, well, the NFL is a pretty competitive league, Richard. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all football players, and they've all got good football players. So you can't take any game lightly, which I think is what a lot of teams have done. Um, the most shocked I was with was the Rams losing to the Redskins. After beating Seattle, you then come into a Redskins team, which isn't very good, a bad O-line. They could barely get any pressure on the quarterback, and they really paid for it. They came in unprepared, thinking that it was it was going to be an easy win, and it was a mistake. Yeah, it, um, and I was shocked. As these results started coming in, I was amazed. Um, you made a joke about it, that was I going to get Johnny'd, and I did um, last yeah. week. 
Um, God, even he looked all right. He looked fine. And I said, he looked good throwing the deep ball, which it, it, it annoys me because team last year everyone said about him, oh, he can't get the ball downfield. And that was, that, that, that's, that's what, he's, that's what he's, his, his negatives were. And then he throws the ball downfield, and now all they've talked about all week is the media saying, oh, but, but, but what did he do other than throwing the ball downfield? You've got to give a guy a go. If he, he came in and played really well, they won, and the Browns are even saying he, they might not start him this week. I just don't understand that organisation. Yeah, I reckon that's absolutely mad. Um, maybe McCown's not the only person with a concussion in that organisation. I wouldn't play him. He is he's done, as far as I'm concerned. I know they're paying some money and they signed him in the off season, but who cares? Yeah, I who I agree. Who does care? I'd rather ride ride the Johnny train. They'll sell jerseys. They'll yeah, get see, see what happens. Who knows? See what they, happens. They might win a few. Um, I mean, yeah, just just roll it, roll it, and see what happens. I really reckon it's the way to go. Now, of those five teams, do you reckon any of those are actually sustainable? Do you think any of those teams are any good? Because I don't. I think they're all still bad. <laughs> They still won. I do as well. I, I think it's, it's got who is for real, and I have none. <laughs> but I will say one thing. The Browns have the best chance due purely to the fact, and there's something we discussed in, in, in the, in the offseason about what they did to improve. They improved the offensive line and the defensive line. They dominated the Titans from start to finish in those two areas. When you're strong in those areas, you, you can take control of a, of, of a game. They're the only teams that won that game that kind of have that. I know the Bucks don't because they were terrible against the Titans the week before. The Jags don't, the Raiders don't, and the Redskins don't. They're the only team with a strong O-line and D-line. So they have the best chance. But in saying that, I, I don't think it will continue. You know, they, might, they might get an 8-8 eight eight season out of it, which is good. Um, but you can see the improvements in the Browns the most. Yeah, and if they don't roll with Johnny, it's all over for them too. Now, if they don't roll with Johnny, uh, I will have a heart attack. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like most things, uh, we always tend to skew to the negative rather than the positive. So let's get the negative. There are some very good teams who made the Super Bowl last. Oh, sorry, made the playoffs last year, who are zero and two. And I'll throw the ones that catch... There's more than this, but these are the ones that caught my eye. The Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, the New Orleans Saints, and the Seattle Seahawks are all 0-2. Who's the most surprising out of that group to you? Oh, definitely Seattle and Philly. And, and, and probably more Seattle. Coming off playing in a Super Bowl, um, this team is a, is a... you know. But in saying that... They lost. A, they had a shocking game the first week against a team of the Rams who always play them hard. You, you look at the Rams Seahawks games over the past two or three seasons. Well, they play them twice a year, a divisional game. Exactly. Play them twice a year, so they and know then, you better. And then they had to play Green Bay in Green Bay, which um, I did, did. Did you see that game? It really could have gone anyway. It wasn't the, the Green Bay Packers didn't dominate them. It was a close game for most of it. And they really could have won that first game too. Absolutely. So I, they're the most surprising, but I don't think I really don't think they're in that much trouble. I don't. I think they'll. I think they'll definitely make playoffs. Um, Philly surprised me the most as well, just because of the hype around them. And it seems to always be the way with this team. Remember a few years ago when they signed all those players and um, Vince Young declared them the dream team. Yeah, and everyone thought they were just going to, you know, go nineteen and yeah, zero. And then and then they went six and ten. Well, yeah, it, it's kind of the way the Eagles are. And 
you know, I couldn't be more happy the Cowboys beat them, obviously, as a Cowboys fan. But it, I, I do think they'll bounce back purely because now with Romo gone, I think they'll be able to catch that division. Um, and I don't think the Giants and the Redskins are any good. So I think they'll be fine, but they're definitely the two most surprising. What about your Baltimore Ravens? You had them going pretty deep in your in your predictions a few weeks ago. You, you can't be feeling good about that because their next game is against the Bengals, who are 2-0. and Yeah, look, they've struggled, and the problem with them is, and it's something, again, that we, that we talked about in the offseason, they, they they're not good on the back end of their defense. Um, and, you know, again, in saying that, the first game they played Denver in a game that either of them could have won. An offensive touchdown wasn't scored to the last quarter. So anyone could have won that game. Uh, and then going and, and, and losing to the Raiders is just, it's, it's just terrible. And I, I saw a good stat. Justin Forsett, who, who led the league last year in yards before contact, which was 3.3, it's down to under two. That offensive line isn't giving him the same holes. And they relied on that running game. And Joe Flacco relied on that running game last year to really get them going. And he is not playing as well without that running game because they're getting him into longer situations that he can't handle. Yeah, it's been interesting. The next thing to is we know if you go 0-2, the chance of making the playoffs is pretty low. But if you go 0-3, it's zero. You yep. do not no make it. No one's ever it. made it from 0-3. Now, I've quickly pulled up the uh, schedule in front of me. Some ones we haven't talked about, the Texans, for example... Chances are they're going to lose again. They're gone. Um, Giants, same thing could happen. The Bears, they're going to go to Seattle and lose, so they're probably done. I, I, I don't think the Saints can go in to Carolina and beat them. Now, that was the one I was going to talk about. Seattle, for mine, they were, I can't believe how bad they looked against the Buccaneers at home. You know, I can't see them going into the Panthers and winning. I think they're done. I do too, and Drew Brees might not play. I think the I think the Saints, and here's a bit of a hot take. I don't think Peyton will last the season. You think they'll fire I think him? I think there's trouble there, and it's been brewing. Do you remember when um, what was when they suspended him for the year for the for the Bounty Gate? Bounty Gate. Bounty Gate. Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't remember what gate it was. There's so many of them. Um, the Bounty Gate. And there was rumours that, that they weren't happy with him. Now you see Drew Brees starting to struggle a little bit. He's getting old. I, I think he's starting to wind down in his career. Injuries are taking control. And the defence is terrible, which makes me so happy because it's Rob Ryan as a defensive coordinator who you can remember when Jerry Jones fired him said, that's OK, I'll, be pick, I'll, I'll have a job again in 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't... I think they are done. I honestly do, and that's I said this in the preseason. I didn't. I don't have them winning that division. And I don't have them making the playoffs. I just don't think they're that good. It's interesting that we love Rex Ryan, but we both hate Rob Ryan. <laughs> they're the same I, family. Yeah, I know. They're not the same person, though. I, I want Rob to throw Ryan, everywhere he goes. He has one good year, and then he stinks after that. When as soon as teams work him out, he's done. Yeah, there's two more I want to touch on here before we move on to broken quarterbacks. The Eagles are going to the Jets. The Jets D looked really, really good. I reckon they're going to drop that game. I reckon they're going to drop it. I I think the Eagles will win it. The other one I want to throw at you then is the Colts. Can they go to the Titans and get the win there? 
I will give you the hot tip now. The Colts will go in and cream the Titans this week. Andrew Luck and that team will have, will have too much pride to go in and lose to them. I think the Titans got by. They tricked a few people the first week. I don't think they're that good, which we discussed. Uh, I think the Colts will go in, and when, when, we, when we get to the betting, you'll see how confident I am. Ooh. They're going to go in and cream the Titans. Now, that's what's called in the industry a tease. Now, let's jump over to some broken quarterbacks. I'm going to get through these relatively quickly. Um, your man crush, Tony Romo, broken clavicle. He's on the short-term IR. Yep. Jay Cutler, hamstring, two to three weeks. Is that a blessing in disguise, or but Clawson's so hopeless, maybe it's not? Oh, it's... That, that team is that team is on their way to the number one pick. That bad. Yeah, I think they're terrible. Yeah, I think they're pretty ordinary too. I think we talked about it in the off season too, um, when we did our recap of the North. Uh, yeah, they need to rebuild in that place. And now they got all that money and Cutler sitting on the sideline. Drew Brees with his shoulder. Now initially, this was almost ignored. Then on the Monday. There's a lot of talk he'd be out for weeks. Now the reports are that he's just doubtful this week. He's had scans and there's nothing broken. Yeah, I, I think there's something going on there that, that we're gonna, that's going to come clean later in the week. Who's their backup there? Uh, I believe it's a McCown. Hang on, let it me is, see which one. He's, he's on the ads over in America, actually, talking about how... Backup should get a chance. Well, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, it's Luke McCown. If if Luke McCown, Luke McCown. starts, they're, they're going to get smashed. Oh, they're done. I think they're done either way, but yeah, they'd, they'd be even more done. Oh, I'm going to one of their games too. I've probably overpaid for those tickets now. Um, <laughs> Nick Foles has got a bit of an ankle problem, but he's listed as probable. Fine. Matthew Stafford... Yeah. Looks like he broke or bruised some ribs. That's just going to be a pain issue for him. He'll get jabbed and hope did he doesn't get hit. On, on Matthew Stafford, did you see the hit he took out of bounds? Yeah. The late hit? Yeah. And none of his teammates came to help, help him. Help him. I noticed yeah, that too. That, maybe they uh, hate that jersey he wears as much as I as I hate it. Uh, maybe they hate him. I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a big sign when your quarterback goes down like that on a cheap shot and no one comes in to... to, to Stick up for you. Absolutely, a, a rookie came over and helped him up. That was it. Yeah, normally sideline as well. That's um, that's a bit of a bit of a worrying sign for me. Anytime there's a cheap shot, normally your teammates come flying over, whether they like you or not. But yep. it, I saw that too. It was pretty drastic. Um, Derek Carr um, hurt his hand. He's got his listed as probable. Um, and of course, Geno Smith's out with a with a busted jaw. Just as a bit of a, a recap on all that, it, it's been an incredible year for quarterbacks so far, don't you reckon? Two starters yeah, have been injuries. replaced already. You've yep. got these injuries and others playing. Um, it's been an incredible year so far in just two weeks. Yeah, that's it, it, it's odd. Um, you know, obviously, I think Tony Romo is obviously the biggest story, um, but you just never want to see quarterbacks missing games. It's because. If a team brings in a backup quarterback, and you'll be with, with me, Richie, it's so terrible to watch. Yeah, they just the drop the drop off backup. is yeah the drop off is so big. I mean, yeah. if you look at the guys who've been performing well this year, so you take you know Roethlisberger, um, Brady, Ryan, um, Palmer, even Andy Dalton's been playing really well. Um, yeah. yeah, the drop off from those guys when you go down the bottom end and look at guys like Breeze and Manning. Smith, Bradford, 
you know, cousins. The drop-off is massive in play. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So hopefully a lot of them can get right. Look, it was Derek Carr, he, he hurt his hand in, in the first week and he played and played really well against the Ravens. So it's great to see him starting to come good and, God, that, that Amari Cooper's not a bad player. I think we're all pretty safe for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, yeah, jeez, he's good. He is so good. Um, he's unbelievable. All right. You heard James tease it earlier. Some big bets coming here. We get over to the betting corner. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. Aloha, James. Hello, Christopher. What's going on, buddy? Long time no speak. It's been way too long, and as I said last week, I'm still missing you, mate. I miss you so bad. That's good, man. Well, what we're going to do before we actually get into uh, both of your tips for this week, we're going to have a listen back to uh, what you tipped last week and see how you went. So this is, uh, this is a bit of a highlights package of uh, how you guys went from, uh, from last week's tips. Okay, my first one is the Seattle Seahawks have to go to Green Bay. Now, they do not want to go 0-2 because most of the time you'll miss the playoffs if you do. So they'll be desperate for a win. But I kind of think they might lose. So I'm going to take Seattle Seahawks plus the three and a half at $1.95. Maddie slash my first bet is it the Atlanta Falcons over the New York Giants. $2.10 odds. He's got $500 on that. He's very, very uh, happy to spend my money. My second one, Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns. I'm now... Completely taken over by Mario De Fever. Think they're going to win straight out. Dollar eighty-six Tennessee over the Browns. I've three hundred. Richard, I really hope that you get Johnny Manziel. <laughs> My second bet is this, this is Matty's bet. I am not going to be a part of this. What's your money? Denver Broncos over the Kansas City Chiefs. Two dollars forty-three. He's got five hundred on it. That's a record show. I'm not a fan of that one. My next one is James's Dallas Cowboys plus the five points at Philly, $1.92. I have 300 on that. My last bet is San Diego Chargers at Cincinnati Bengals. I actually really like this bet. $500 on the San Diego Chargers, paying $2.47. So there's some of uh, the tips from last week, and... If you kind of know what happened on the weekend, you'll know that once again. Uh, well, R- Richie, you kind of you went uh, one for three in yep. that one after going two from two the week before, and uh, JA, you went two for three. You went a lot better. And if we can uh, add up all the uh, bets from both this week and last week, Richie, you're already sixty four dollars down, so you're now on four thousand nine hundred and thirty six after starting with five thousand at the start of the season. It's early, mate. It's early. And James. Well, I don't know if I should give you the Broncos over the Chiefs because you were thoroughly against it and you actually won $715 from it. But overall, you're $1,804 up with a total of $6,804. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling pretty good. I just really wish it was real money. <laughs> <laughs> well, so all right, so what do you guys got for this week? Because, Richie, you, you need to bounce back a little bit. You're, you're, you're struggling at the moment. You were good from the first week. But you had a five hundred dollar loss and a three hundred dollar loss this week, so you got to uh, you got to find some value uh, this weekend, mate. Yeah, right, I'm coming back after Johnny. I love him. I shouldn't have gone against him. I've learnt my lesson. Oakland Raiders at the Cleveland Browns. Give me the Browns. Five hundred dollars, a dollar fifty four. 
154. How much did you say? 500? 500. 500. Beautiful. J.A., what was, what's your first bet, mate? Look, I'm going for a bit of an underdog here. I am going for Kansas City over the Green Bay Packers at $3.50. I'm going to put 200 on it. Nice one. Nice outsider. That's, that's probably the biggest outsider that we've had for the uh, first three weeks. Just about. Nice one. Um, I feel like Kansas City can pull, it out of, pull a rabbit out of a hat there. I've got Brad and Whedon falling apart. Give me the Atlanta Falcons at Dallas Cowboys, $300 at $1.79. $1.79. Beautiful. J.A., your second bet? I have the Eagles over the Jets at $2.15. I've got $500 on it. Four. You're giving away money there, mate. I'm telling you, Jets' defense is going to smother them. We'll find out. Don't try to talk him off it. You need to catch up. Yeah, I need up. him losing. I need him losing. All right. Now, I've scoured up and down to find something a little different because Chris reckons we're being boring. So, you're, you got this is a big one. You've got to oh, write it down. Go. All right. Alfred, I'll write them all down, by the way, but it's all right. Alfred Morris, to rush for 75 yards or more, have one TD or more, and the Redskins to win, all parlayed together, $9, and I'll have $100 on it. Nice. That's what we like. You just got to scour. Now the, we're getting there. You got to scour the websites for long enough. You can find the good ones. We are getting somewhere now. Jay, do you have anything like that to uh, to keep us entertained? No, I don't. But I do have some big money going down here. Okay. Chris. Okay. Here we go. I have the Colts over the Titans, paying a dollar fifty six. And I want fifteen hundred on it. Whoa! <laughs> that that's the biggest bet so far of the three weeks. No one's chucked in fifteen hundred. No one's chucked over five hundred for any bet. So you've just tripled the biggest bet of the th- first three weeks. That's what we like. I all right, I'll, I'll give you that. I am confident. Mate, if you hit it, I'll be You'd chasing be your tail all year. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it. Hey, but, uh, it's fake money. I can be frivolous with it. Well, but then if you if you lose it halfway through the season, then you lose the game, and all the respect for you goes out the window. Are you saying there's some sort of respect for me in that studio? A little bit, yeah. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Just from me, though, maybe not from Richie. That's what pride feels like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got Richie. Let's uh, recap yours. Browns over Raiders. Uh, you've got Falcons as well, and you've got that big Mor- uh, what was what was it Morris to rush rush Al- for Alfred Morris to rush for more than seventy five yards, yards, a touchdown or yep. more, and the Redskins to win. That's a big one. And Jay, you've got Chiefs over Packers, Eagles over Jets, and Colts over Titans. So we're going to see how you blokes go uh, next week. We'll play. Uh, we'll do another nice little highlights package and. Hopefully it can be a little bit closer next week because uh, it was a bit of a blowout for J.A. this week, I think. <laughs> now, I'll be doing my best to try and even that out a little bit. I'm Eric Wallace of the North Melbourne Kangaroos, and you're listening to the SEN Football Podcast. Coming up, it is week three, and there's a few games that have certainly jumped out at, at us. Um, so we'll take a little bit of a preview of them. The first one, we've mentioned a couple of times, Falcons at Cowboys. With the injuries, and the Falcons are looking pretty hot. I know, James, you think your Cowboys will probably win, but make me a case, mate. Look, I'm, I said I'm not super confident. You lose your starting quarterback, and the game changes a lot. As we discussed earlier, the drop-off is significant. Uh, we're going to really need to dominate the line of scrimmage, get the running game going, which at this point this season, we haven't had that. Romo's got by by doing a lot of quick passes to running backs and the slot receivers as kind of a, 
as a, a, a running game through the passing, if, if that makes sense. Um, look, as I said, I'm not super confident. The Falcons are on a hot streak. The only thing I will say is that they haven't dominated any game. They were probably lucky to get away with a win over the Eagles in week one. They had a good first half and a terrible second half. But my biggest concern is who is going to stop Julio Jones. The biggest advantage for the Cowboys, I think, is probably their defense. You know, they're third in the league at the moment, whereas the Falcons' defense is 27th in the league. Um, that's probably the the biggest difference between these two teams, if you ask me. As you mentioned right off the top, I think having Sean Lee back in the lineup makes a massive difference. Um, yeah, he's playing lights out good football. The thing they really need to get going is that running game. They're 20th in the league in rushing right now, and I think Dallas really need to improve that. They've got the O-line, so they've got to lean on it. They've got to use them this week. Yeah, uh, I think what you're going to see is uh, Darren McFadden enter the game a significant amount. He is, from the games I've watched, the first two games, he's by far the best running back. Um, and it, it kills me to say it because... It, in the in the off season, we thought a watermelon would be better than him. <laughs> so, Rolling downhill. Yeah, but he he when he gets the ball, he's fast. Joseph Randall has struggled to find the holes. He's electric when he gets through it, but he just doesn't find the gap that well. Whereas McFadden finds it better. And at this point, Lance Dunbar is is more of a receiving third down back. So I think you're going to see them really feed the ball to him. Yeah, and I still think I reckon the Falcons can get up and get over them, really get going. The next game we want to take a look at is Bengals at Ravens. If the Ravens drop this one, they go 0-3, they're done for the year. Um, I want to throw a quick uh, couple of stats at you, James, here. First off, the Bengals have beaten the Ravens in their last three meetings. The Bengals have the seventh-ranked offense, the sixth-ranked defense, and they've got the fourth-best-ranked running attack. I think they're a superior team to the Ravens, and the Ravens are going down. Uh, it's, it's hard to bet against them. Uh, the, the the Bengals that is the Ravens just they just don't look themselves. The O line is not playing as well. The defensive line is not playing as well. Losing Suggs has been huge for them. They're just struggling with pass rush. I just don't think they're gonna. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think my pick of them going deep. The reason I picked them going so deep, I, I wasn't on the show to defend my pick. I thought that they have the strongest. The, the, way I like it, the way I look at football teams are I find the strongest offensive and defensive lines, and those teams are usually pretty good. They, have, they had last season a very, very good offensive line, maybe the best in the league up there with Dallas, and they had a really good defensive line. Uh, so that's why I kind of rated them so high, but at this point they've both dropped off, and I really can't see... The only thing I can say is... It, we're going to find out what the Ravens are made of. If they want to save their season, they'll find a way to win this week. But as I said, the Bengals are coming in with all the firepower. Next game we're looking at is the Norland Saints up against the Carolina Panthers. Now, here's... Who you got? Uh, the Panthers will win. But do you, want to, do you want to hear a crazy stat? Where do you reckon Carolina's passing game is ranked in the league? The last, probably. Second last, 31st. They're terrible. They're, got, he's got no one to throw it to. Yeah. Now, their rushing attack is 7th, but that can't offset their overall offensive ranking is 27th in the league. But they've got the 5th ranked defense, and right now the Saints have got the 25th 
ranked defense. So I think all those things combined, uh, Breeze isn't playing very well. Um, the Saints' rushing attack is terrible. I just can't see the Saints getting up here. Especially it's, it's in Carolina, which is a hard place to go in and, and win. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think the Panthers... Cam Newton is everything on that offense. He's absolutely... I think he doesn't get enough credit for how good he actually is because he just has no one to throw the ball to. You think back in his rookie season, he was slinging the ball all over, all over the place because he had a guy like Steve Smith running around. They need to improve his receiving core. Now, I know they tried. I know losing Kelvin Benjamin was huge. Yeah, that's Devin not their Funches fault. has been nothing. Yep. He, he's done nothing. He's had one catch in two weeks. He, he's not getting the job done. Oh, I, 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 just can't, I just can't see the Saints going in and scoring enough points on this Panther defense to beat them, though. Especially if, if Drew Brees doesn't play, which at this point is a chance, is a big possibility, there's no chance they'll win. Yeah, if Drew Brees doesn't play, it, it's a foregone conclusion. If he does play and they came out and win, would you be surprised? No. No, I don't I'm think I would be either. That, in the NFL. No, I reckon yeah, they could find a way to um, get up and say, you know, give it the old FU to the league and, and pull that one out. Yeah, and when I said, any time you've got a quarterback like Drew Brees playing for you, you can win any game. That's, that, that's, pure, that's purely it. If you have one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league, no matter what team you are, you always have a chance of winning. I, I just don't see it happening. I think I, I haven't been high on the Saints for a long time. Their offensive line is average. Their defense is terrible. It's it's about time that they're just going to be over early. Next game, Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. Um, once again, I'm going to throw a couple that come right out at me. Eagles, 32nd in the league in rushing. Your Jeez. mate, DeMarco Murray, if you extrapolate it out for the whole season. He is on pace to rush for 86 yards for the season. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the death stare he gave Sam Bradford last week after he threw that pick in the red zone to Sean Lee? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was so good. Guy. I no. think he's thinking back, thinking maybe I should have just stayed at the yeah, Cowboys. Take a little bit less, ca- a little bit less cash, and uh, maybe stay. <laughs> in saying that, though, it was a lot less cash to stay at the Cowboys. A lot. They gave him a crappy contract offer because obviously they didn't want him. Um, you know, and it's, you can say, yeah, DeMarco Murray's been terrible there, but it's not his fault. The way the Cowboys played that game, they were hitting him in the backfield all day yeah, long. That O-line he didn't have was a Yeah, Sean Lee killed them. They could not get a body on him, and he reads the game so well. If you don't block him, you're in trouble. Um, and I think the Jets are a much better defensive line than the Cowboys are. So I just don't know what I think is going to happen. The Eagles' defense, have you got their ranking there? Uh, yes, they are 24th in the league. Really? Yep, that, did, that doesn't help your argument, that. does it? <laughs> no, I actually thought they'd be a lot higher than that. I All their stats are terrible. The only good stat is their 7th in the league in passing attack. That's because they have to pass because they're always down. Exactly. I, I reckon the Jets are going to kill them. I, I just can't see I, them winning. I don't. I, I just think this is the type of game the Jets drop. You know, you know what I mean? The Jets, they're so calm. They've always, oh, the Jets are good this year. They're doing well. And then, bang, they drop a game, a head-scratcher that they should win. It's in New York, but I think the Eagles are going to come in. I think the Eagles are going to really see the Tony Romo. It's like, yeah, they felt they'd lost the game last week. 
but they probably walked out of that game going, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're down in the division by three games, but they don't have Tony Romo, so if, let's catch him. If it was Gino, I'd agree, but I think Fitzpatrick's going to do enough to pull it out. The last game we're going to take a look call at... him by his real name, Richard, the Amish rifle? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I do like that. That's so good. The last game we'll look at is the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Um, first thing to jump out at me, Rex Ryan, his ground and pound, the rushing attack is third in the league so far. It's good to see. You know, they, got, they got showed up, which we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about the way they got beaten by the Patriots last week. Um, What's the quarterback's name? Tyrod Taylor. I keep wanting to call him Jackson. I have no idea why. Mm. He he He's came, making people he up, I guess. Terrible in the first half, and came back strong late. So his last interception was Sammy Watkins' fault. He should have caught it. So they had a chance to win that game still, um, which would have been that would have been them stealing one. But I think the, the great quote of the week was Rex Ryan saying, "The Patriots came in like it was a week two matchup." We came in like it was a Super Bowl. Mm. And what, what he's saying is basically the Patriots looked at that as, as any other game, whereas the Jets roll up and, sorry, the Bills roll up and about. They've got to get over that. If you want to be a good team, you've just got to believe you're a good team and go in and play. Yeah, exactly right. And, and I, who have you got coming out on this one? Oh, the, oh, the Bills. I think the Bills. And the, the thing is, whoever loses this game, you can pretty much say they're. they're their season's almost over. I know it sounds stupid, but they're both one and one. If you lose this game, the Patriots are going to win this week because they always win. Yep. So you're going to be down significantly behind the Patriots, and then you're down a game and a and a head-to-head contest against another division, another division foe. So it's going to be really difficult to catch them. Miami Dolphins. Did you watch? Did you see their game last week by any chance? No, I didn't. Then Damakin Sue did nothing. He was completely nullified. I, I think they've over... Obviously, they've overpaid him because you have to if you want to get a guy like that from the free agents. Any free agent, defense, you have to overpay to get him. Exactly. Their defensive line is not what everyone thought it was going to be. Ryan Tannehill's playing really well. I don't think he is. In the red zone. I don't think oh, he, he is. I, I, I watched that game. He, he played really well except for the red zone. Because they don't have a tall target to give the ball to in the red zone. But your money's, ma- your money's made in the red time. zone. Quarterbacks make their money in the red zone. He's he's 21st in QBR. He's not playing yeah. well. It's, 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 a, it's a rouge. He, his stats look good because they have to pass because they've got no running game to speak of. Their running game is 30th in the league. And their passing is 10th. It's because he just has to throw it so many times. Yeah, and again, this is something we discussed in the off-season, that they, they look like a good team on paper. Their defensive one looks great, but it's not playing great, which it might turn around. 23rd in the league, that D. Their offensive line is terrible. They have Their pass protection is okay, but as you said, they've got no running game. Lamar Miller is clearly unhappy with the situation because he just looks like he doesn't care. I, I think the Dolphins are in for... I don't think they're going to have that good a season. And I think Philbin could be in real trouble. Yeah, he's definitely on one of the hottest seats. There's a couple of others as well, but he's certainly right there. That yeah. brings us to and the... I, I, and the Bills will come in and kill him, personally. I don't know who have you got. Yeah, I think the Bills will roll him too. It is a tough trip, though. The weather changes significantly, especially this time of year, travelling from Buffalo down to Miami. But I still think they're going to get it done. Yeah. 
Uh, I agree. They've got plenty of good running backs. It's really good to see Tyrod Taylor playing well. You know, he had, had a bit of a speed bump last week against the Patriots for, you know, most of the game. But I, I just love that Rex Ryan is just giving a guy a chance. Put a guy in who gives you your best chance to win and, and to take a chance on it, which is, is as we've discussed, teams like the, the Browns especially, just just do it. Put, put in your best opportunity. Just do it. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks very much for listening. James, thanks for joining me on the phone on one of the last days of your holiday. We look forward to having you back in the studio next week. For our producer... Yeah, me too. For our producer, Chris Tyler, who's pushing all the buttons for us, making this all happen. My name's Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.